And just like that, they buy it. They eat it up. You pander to them, you thank them. I mean, really. People, I thought you were a little bit smarter than that. I mean, it's just so easy wow. to say the name of the city. You cheer. Hey, oh, Stephanie, Stephanie, you. just you cheer. I just, mean, just come on. Welcome to the A Show. What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to the A Show with the Kings of Pro Wrestling Podcast. I am Justin here with Meals, and we are on the post Labor Day edition of the show. This is like our third post Labor Day edition of the show. Uh, really crazy weekend out here, Meals. It's burning down. Everything's burning. It's it's a it's an eerie cloud of gray in California today. Yeah, you guys are hot. Like you guys are really hot. Like much more hotter than. Usually, we're usually pretty hot. So for the fact that you guys are also burning up, it's unsettling. It makes me wonder about this whole global warming thing. It makes you um, wonder? You didn't know? But, well, it makes me wonder. New York is randomly hot for whatever reason. But it, it, it definitely does make me wonder. Um, how have you guys been doing? How have you been doing? Uh, my, my asthma has been really crazy um for the for the past couple of days today is pretty bad i mean it's the second day of just gray clouds no sun because of all the smoke but um i'm trying to keep the humidifier on i'm trying to you know do all types of things and uh i mean literally right before the show i was like i hadn't eaten yet i was like, I, I whipped up some pancakes really quick before i even hit record on this show and uh you know it, it's just been a real tough it's been a tough uh, couple of days for people who have respiratory issues like I do. And, and it, it, it's really, really bad. Um, I, I think people make a lot of jokes about the the uh, the air quality here. It is very real. <laughs> you, you see the palm trees in the sun, but there's also really shitty air quality. And this this is true. Damn, that's crazy. I don't know. New York air quality is I've known nothing but New York air quality. I have no other reference <laughs> other than <laughs> a cloud of toxic uh ruggedness i don't know what to say um but yeah you know i pray it it, it drops down a little i think for us over here we've been getting closer and closer to fall the highs are starting we haven't been in the 90s for quite some time um so we're getting actually closer and closer to fall and it's uh you know it is what it is but i'm sure people didn't come for us to banter about the weather like we don't actually know each other which is something i would particularly only do with someone who i didn't know <laughs> <laughs> um so i'm sure they came for other good stuff but i mean since you guys are here obviously what you guys can do is you can make sure to rate subscribe like follow everything rnc radio live related you can follow the a show on rnc radio live on twitter you can follow the a show on the a show on rnc radio on spotify itunes stitcher wherever you want to get it i mean and we got so much stuff we had the war report last week um with cyrus uh who's been having rotating special guests as of late 
Last week, we also had um, the Rewriters Room, which you can still listen to. Amazing episode. I recommend everyone kind of go back to it, and a new episode will be out next week. So, in the meantime, just do that, and, you know, you know just, just chill out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, we've had a pretty busy, I won't say busy, I'd say a pretty eventful week and weekend in pro wrestling. Uh, I, I want to go from, like, kind of least... Uh, impact to most impact because we're probably going to go a little bit long form on some of these topics but the first uh being sure. last week's nxt episode the feature the four man iron man match uh we touched on it a little bit uh last week um we saw the match we watched it of course the match the 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 match result got spoiled <laughs> earlier in the day which had everyone kind of being very upset about it. And then toward the end or at the end of the match, I had seen reactions after I watched the actual match. It seemed to be relatively uh, either middle of the road, but, but leaning positive. Uh, a lot of people ended up liking the match anyway, regardless of the finish. And they understood what it, what it was about. Really? A lot, I saw a lot of people that liked it. I don't know. I think the man. biggest I think I the like... biggest the biggest issue people had was the damn commercials, which I thought was going to be a problem, and it was. But I think generally Iron Man matches are not my bag. Uh, that's not the that's not the type of match that I would pull out to end a thing. And while I get the finish of the match having to have that inconclusive winner, I'm never a fan of Iron Man matches on a televised uh, show where you have to have commercials and picture in picture. Right. So actually, before we did the show last week, we actually had a discussion. Uh, and then we just chose not to actually talk about it on last week's show, so I'm glad that everything is kind of... Because you did make a good point. Everyone was kind of up in arms regarding the spoiler, including myself. And you were just like, I'm not going to discuss something unless I actually see the finish and I actually see how the match goes. And I was like, you know what? Fair. Because I don't want to be that person on the internet, like so many, who just kind of reacts to a name defeated another name or like a draw or something along those lines and just lines on paper. Let's actually see kind of how everything goes and how everything rocks. To me, honestly, the match was, and, you know, shout out to all four combatants. In my opinion, the match is super forgettable. <laughs> like, everything, and then that was my, like, thing. The match, to me, is super forgettable. I don't remember many spots in the match. I just remember them all time, which makes sense, because that's what NXT, these are NXT's four strongest competitors, and they're not going to have any you know be that much better than the other ones um but i just remember that i just kind of remember just sitting through the match and being like oh god we're gonna get to this ending and there's not gonna be a result and there's not gonna be a winner and there wasn't and i think that was more so the standout than the actual match itself which is a shame because i you know that type of match, I'm not a fan of, I mean, I don't want to say I'm not a fan of Iron Man matches. I've seen good Iron Man matches. This just wasn't it. To me, four people, there's too much. There's too many falls to have. The fact that you wanted to protect them all in some various form or fashion is wild. I would have maybe appreciate if Gargano and Ciampa weren't in the match because then you would have been able to tell a story. Maybe someone gets no falls. Maybe someone gets, you know, taken out on a stretcher or something along those lines. But you would be able to tell a lot more of a flexible story. But, you know, but that Tuesday, we're entering another Tuesday pretty soon. And we are recording this before NXT. So shout out to us. Um, there is a rematch, sir. You want to explain this? Uh, oh, I'm going to say rematch. I guess it's a continuation. It's a part two. It's a, you know, 
yeah. whatever this yeah. is. Uh, so what ended up happening was Adam Cole and Finn Balor tied. It wasn't everyone tying. It was uh, last minute count. Well, everyone tied initially. Yeah, everyone tied initially. I, I thought, to me, the standout to me was obviously the last 10 minutes. I think that's with every Iron Man match. It becomes a different match in the last 10 minutes. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, I, I liked the timing that Adam Cole had in the final three seconds. I thought he was he was spot on in getting that last pinfall. And I thought that was, that to me was really impressive. I, I but I do agree with you Mills. Like that's not going to be a match that I look back on a year from now. and remember, even if I like enjoyed it in the moment or, or I didn't hate it in the moment. So we're going to get Adam Cole versus Finn Balor. If you guys remember, they faced each other a year ago. Uh, I think Adam Cole won with some chicanery. I think some, I think someone came on interrupt. I think was it, was it a uh, Damian priest that interrupted? I think, Maybe Cyrus knows, but, um, this is how, this is going to be the match. Um, you know, without taking too much shine away from, uh, from, from Cyrus, which, which we're going to try and tiptoe around it, even though it's like big issues. Um, who do you think is going to come out on top here, Mills? Wow. You don't know. I'm wow. You to, don't know. No, it's not that. <laughs> it's just actually, I'm trying to like mask like technical issues currently. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. If I had to, if I had to pick a winner, I would probably say, "Gosh, Finn." It's got to be Finn at this point. Why would it be anyone else? That yeah. it, it just yeah. wouldn't make sense for it to be anyone else at this point. There's no one who's really had the cachet, who hasn't actually won it, who feels actually fresh. We just got rid of a 400 day plus Adam Cole reign. I don't know why anyone would try to replicate that or continue that or just do anything but that i think we're all ready to see kind of adam cole move on to the next thing um which may not be the 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 nxt championship so i'm ready for finn balor i think this tonight's gonna be finn balor's night yeah me too i i agree give it to him that he's been earmarked to win this title since he returned a year ago i was there a year ago october 2nd it has been a year Let's culminate the the actual uh, the title change here. He'll be a two-time champion. That's what we are thinking is going to happen. And, you know, on the A-Show, we like to make things make sense. And I'm hoping that they like, you know, they they make this make sense and, and not just hand it over to Cole. We'd love to see Cole to go on to greener pastures uh, when the time is right. All right. A lot of things happened over the weekend, Mills. One of them being... Yes. Uh, let, let's let's go from Friday and then we'll go to Saturday because I think the Friday is going to connect sure. to the Saturday because to me I have a bigger uh, a bigger conversation to be had about wrestling journalism and wrestling fan reactions to things. So on Friday, a uh, information was leaked and this isn't official information that the WWE actually told anyone. This was an email or a meeting that they had um, that. You know, it basically said that, you know, performers were not allowed to use Twitch. Well, okay. This, this, this report had three different reports. One of them was they can't use Twitch or any third party, TikTok, anything, Cameo, anything like that ever again. Then the next report was they couldn't use it, uh, under their real, they couldn't use it under their, under their stage names anymore or they were going to be, uh, fined or terminated or suspended. Then the third one was, they cannot use their real names either. They can't use these platforms at all. Everyone gets up in arms about this report with no actual, you know, with no actual merit to it. Because this, again, this is my issue with wrestling journalism. You couldn't do this in CNN. Literally just, right. j- literally just last night, 
and I, and I know this is kind of going way left. Just last night, example, someone leaked the new Xbox. Someone said, I have a source, okay. but he had pictures. Windows Central, who is pretty refutable in, in, in these things, they, they, they back up their sources. They say, we have sources that, that tell you this. Xbox said, you know what? You're right. And they, and they released the pictures and the, and the images in the trailer. None of this happened here. This was literally an email <laughs> taken from Lord knows whatever. I had to even hit up some of my sources and be like, yo, what's good? What's good? And, and then they're all telling me that's not what happened. This is like completely blown, like overboard. We're seeing people talking to Andrew Yang. You're seeing people talk about unionizing. It, all the pitchforks came out. And then it comes out later on that Vince never said that he owned their names. All they wanted was for Pete. And, and again, it's still murky. I'll, I'll agree with that. It's still a murky report. It's still a murky rule that they're going to have. You know, they have 30 days to enact this. But he never said he owned their names. He never said that they couldn't go on these these platforms ever again. And it just became something way bigger than it should have been. So here's what I think about the report. I think, unfortunately, with these type of situations. So here's it's like it's weird. It's like, has anyone ever told a lie on you? Or maybe like someone has told something to you and the someone accused and said that that's a lie. But then you know that there's part of a truth in it because why would they lie about that? That's kind of the general, I think, reception that this thing got. I think a large, I would say a large majority of it was true because WWE, in fact, was like, yo, pull up the brakes on your little, you know, Twitch streams and your other things and your cameos and everything that you're doing kind of, you know, posing as the W, I don't want to say posing as WWE superstar, but it, it it's weird. It's, it's like a, and sorry if I'm like breaking up with the things that I said, but it's like, I have so many different thoughts and the, probably the first thing that came into my mind, um, I talked about it. WrestleMania last year was how I went to WrestleMania last year. I went to WrestleMania Access, and you see all these giant people on various signs wearing various t-shirts about no who, what, when, where, and why. Like Braun Strowman and Kalisto are like wearing like WrestleMania 35 t-shirts. And in my mind, I'm like, they probably don't even know that they friggin' they're doing that. Like they they don't they probably don't even know they probably just put them in a blank shirt and it was just now they designed whatever the hell they put on in front of them and I thought it was so wild because I it made me look as these performers as less than like actual people and more of the commodities of the WWF and kind of like stage names and like characters and all this other stuff which is something that I haven't really looked at it kind of like that before I think we've entered this era where the lines are a little bit blurred to the point where it's like oh wow like sasha banks no that's sasha banks like you she goes on ridiculousness or like um what's the hot ones she goes on hot ones and that's wwe sasha banks and like you see her in cameo and that's wwe sasha banks and her name on instagram is like sasha banks and like oh my god okay so that's sasha banks but now you kind of get into this sort of territory where it's they're kind of drawing the line in the sand of like, okay, so what is the real difference between the commodity, the person, the 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 actual person, Mercedes, you know what I'm saying? As opposed to Sasha Banks in itself. And that's kind of what most interesting that it's made me look at was that WWE decided okay you can no longer use your wrestling stage name that we created for you or that we own 
to promote yourself. And on one hand, that makes sense. Um, because at the end of the day, when you sign the contract, you're not really a, you're a talent. You become talent as opposed to like this person named Sasha Banks. You become, and I'm sorry, I'm using Sasha Banks as an example, but she's just, she's in my mind. Um, but the, she's known as a talent named Sasha Banks and, now she kind of has to like, okay, now I'm going and it's Mercedes Martinez. So now it's kind of like makes it feel entertainment-y. Sorry if my brain is just going all over the place. No, I mean, I, I think th- that this this rule goes a long way in unblurring what you said was blurry. I, I, I think that in, in the end, they don't want any type of wild stuff going on with you saying that I am this person. I looked at it like the same way that people you know actors who do have a union by the way let's just be clear i'm not trying to completely (laughs) uh, compare the two but actors have to kind of sell on their own name and you know the a big thing that that was interesting in that email was that they compare themselves to warner brothers and disney you know who owns marvel who owns dc and they are very protective over their properties and you know, we do know that WWE got a new, was it a chief uh, operations officer or something like that a couple weeks ago who has worked in that field. Um, It makes a lot of sense that they're thinking of their- was probably pro- looking at the books and was like, oh, we ain't making enough on this cameo shit. Like, exactly. <laughs> they're making- Like, they, they are looking at their property. And, and again, I'm not saying it's right or wrong. <laughs> I, 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 corporate, it's, it's corporate. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is all corporate right. bullshit. And at the end of the day, you know, I even said it in the chat, there are some things that I had to do in my jobs when I was at UMG. I couldn't tweet about UMG artists. I couldn't I could I could only tweet that their their fucking shit was made out of flowers <laughs> at the time when, when you know, it, there, when, at other companies I've been at, I've, I've had stricter rules than that. Like, I think that these people are a lot more than what their stage names are, because that's why right. when they go to other companies, look at John Moxley they still have that that cachet. They still have that name value. I don't think that it's mm-hmm. necessarily terrible for them. I think this frees them up for any type of from any type of legal or or in work um, issues that they may have. Where it's like, if Mercedes says, "Hey, I I I support Black Lives Matter and everything they do and blah blah blah," and she wants to ride that, she wants to ride that. WWE has the right to you know step aside from that and not represent that. The same way that Disney does, same way that the ESPN does, same way that UFC does. Right. No, it's it, and and that's the part that made. I mean, I think the only part that threw me off during the initial report was, and we own the real names too. I was like, you can't own, you can't own real names. But but people, but (laughs) but 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 meals like people ran with that, and that's an issue. And 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 journalists, quote unquote, ran with that. And you know, to be fair, again, shout out to Sean Rossap, who I'm going to shout out again uh, a little bit later. You know, he was clear in his report on his Fightful Select report. Vince never said he owned their names. And, and I think it's yeah. important. But but people to this day are still running with that. And again, it becomes this. This is the controversy of the day. <laughs> and for Friday, that was a controversy right. of the day where Andrew Andrew Yang stepping in. I'm like, bro, you got fucking jobbed out in the presidential race, bro. You know, you don't have you don't have no <laughs> stake in this at all. You got people like Maria and all the people like this. Again, you give wrestlers a chance to be carny, they will be carny. It's instead of looking through the, the 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 actual issue, like this issue isn't the same as 
WWE letting uh, releasing Maria while she while she was pregnant. You know what I'm saying? This isn't this isn't the same. Right. This isn't the same issue. That that issue with with Maria being released when she was a pregnant when she was pregnant was a bigger issue than this TikTok stuff. All they're saying is don't use your your stage names. Yeah, I think that's kind of it, and I understand it from various like. I would get various lawsuits and things that I've seen in the entertainment company of just like, I own this name, but I am this person. And that's it. It's like the difference between Ric Flair and Richard Flair or whatever the hell his actual name is. Um, but like, you can't, first of all, they can't own your name, obviously, especially you can look at various things in the past. They just can't like people go on to various different things. There's a Matt Cardona running around AEW currently um, and they can't do anything about it, but everyone kind of knows who exactly he is. But just the fact I'm all right. I'm not going to say, yeah, I'm not in support of it, but I do 100% understand it from the side of the company of like, okay, we want to protect our assets. We want to protect our talent. We want to protect that person that we're putting on the wall every year at WrestleMania in our various t-shirts and stuff and in becoming a wwe superstar in exchange for um promotion and money and you know various different things these are kind of things that you sign away for you are not sasha banks um and sorry once again not meaning to use sasha banks name it's just she's the most reputable name in my mind right now um but you are not sasha banks at the end of the day you are mercedes and but here's the thing here's the here's the you know Here's a little caveat for it as well. It now, like you said, it frees them up for so many different things. Right. It frees them up to, to, but my opinion, it should free them up to be like their own business people and not from a business people of like cute things like cameo and Twitch, but like, why can't Mercedes, you know, Mercedes go and become signed to Under Armour or Nike or something. And it doesn't affect Sasha Banks can wear whatever. I don't, I forgot what athleisure wear that the hell they were touting a couple years ago, but she can wear that. But Why can't Mercedes who you see on Monday night, I mean, I guess it doesn't have the name value because it's not Sasha Banks, but why can't Mercedes be like, yo, I signed a Nike for this many million dollars and Mercedes is representing Nike, but Sasha Banks is this, I don't, that's what like, it comes up in the air for me. It's like, okay, how much actual stake are we having on this? How much actual, in this conversation, how much actually do the names matter mm-hmm. through all of this? Yeah. Um, and I think, I think we'll see, I, I think we'll definitely see in the coming weeks whose cameos is going up and whose is, is flopping because it ain't going to be, Hey, it's me killing Dane wishing you a happy birthday. It's going to be, <laughs> it's going to be, Hey, whoever right. the fuck I am wishing you a happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. I mean, but, but at the end of the day, it's, it's also like, this is something that we never have experienced previously in another wrestling lifetime before. Like kayfabe is so gone mm-hmm. that the fact that they have to, differentiate between their performer names and their actual real names for them to actually like make money on the side or continue to do some things or like whatever twitch channel is so crazy to me it'd be crazy to anybody in 1990 you know what i'm saying right like uh, uh, wwe wouldn't tell hulk hogan nah you're terry bolea when you do that shit when you do thunder in paradise that's some terry bolea shit but on, but on the same <laughs> you know what but, I'm saying? but on the same accord i i again i still i think it's very interesting what WWE sees those characters as now. 
and how they protect them. And and I know people are going to say, well, the, the booking, but no, this is bigger than that. Like, think about what they think, what, what the name value of a Becky Lynch is now that they, that they're doing this. They, and, and, mm-hmm. and let's be clear. Like we have, we're not even touching on the biggest issue here. They're for sure going to be starting up their own meet and greet service. That's going to probably be like cameo. That is that is the end game here, and that's what I see. And they're right. going to make bank doing it. Well, they've already like, for instance, right? Um, we just we were talking about it today. Alexa Bliss is launching her own podcast. God knows what I don't know, but she'll be launching her own podcast. Um, if the regular whatever her actual name is, damn. Now I feel like I should Lexi, know it's wrestler's Lexi. actual name. Lexi something called Lexi Kaufman. Um, Lexi Kaufman. If, if Alexis Kaufman, um, if Alexis Kaufman decided to start her own podcast, she'd be like, okay, this is Alexis Kaufman show, and I'm Alexis Kaufman. But now under the WWE banner, it's WWE's Alexa Bliss is presenting this podcast, and that's kind of where I think for those who don't necessarily see it, that's where it is. It's from a business aspect. At SummerSlam, they were definitely doing meet and greets. You do them online, two minutes, you get to talk to someone, then they cut you off. Hilarious. Um, they see probably Cameo, and they see them prices on Cameo, and it was like, ah, uh, they're making – Sasha Banks is making $300 as Sasha Banks on Cameo, and we're not getting any piece of that? That is insane. Um, so, yeah, you're right. I mean, this is all sort of a, a, a change in business, and I was concerned mostly in the beginning because once I saw real names, I was like, nah, you can't control that. And I was definitely similar to Mick Foley and or Kevin Nash who were talking about unions and all this other stuff and representation, all that other stuff, because I didn't think it was fair. And I was like, you can't own an independent contractor's thing. Like it's so weird. Also, it's like independent contractor. How closely are you tied to the company as an independent contractor who wrestles for the company, but you get no actual benefits or nothing like that. There's a whole bunch of jars. I I wish I could read a WWE contract in full. I'm pretty sure it's out there, but I wish I could read one in full to kind of understand the terms and the liabilities and like what you, what you're actually defined as, which is, I'm assuming just talent. Yeah. Independent Um, contractor, but, but, but leave Andrew Yang out of it, please. Y'all, y'all, y'all gotta chill. Oh yeah. Yeah. Let's, Let's leave Andrew Yang about it. Please. Uh, yeah. We, we're over that. Um, Speaking of. Uh, well, I'm sorry. Yeah. Let's move on from Friday to Saturday. Yes. So Saturday, uh, AEW had their all-out pay-per-view. They've had a lot of damn pay-per-views this year. Um, and I'm going to. Well, them, I guess. We're going to yeah. leave. Maybe too much. And I think a couple people agree. <laughs> maybe they've had too okay. much. <laughs> but, but I mean, with the, with the amount of people they have, maybe it's a little too much. Um. I'm going to leave, we're going to leave the actual pay-per-view stuff to Cyrus on the World Report this week. Make sure you listen to that on Friday. But we are going to talk about the Matt Hardy uh, spot with Sammy Guevara. Uh, you probably already know if you listen to the show, it was speared off of uh, a high place onto a table. I would say like it was close to a cherry picker. It's a, it's a lift. It's yeah, it was a lift. a lift. It was a lift. Yeah. yeah. Um, And Matt's head... Splat and again, I didn't watch the show in real time. So don't say splattered. Don't say splattered. <laughs> Listen, man, I don't want to laugh about this because I don't want to laugh. Don't make me laugh. Don't make me laugh. Don't make me laugh. Um, so Matt Matt uh, hit pretty hard on on the on the on the concrete and was out for a, a for about forty five seconds. They said, um, very con- yeah. very confused atmosphere. Again, I didn't watch the show. I watched the clip uh, that, that Cyrus showed me of the actual incident in full, and. 
Mills, what, what were your thoughts of it? I, I, you saw it live, I'm sure. And, you know, I didn't see this till, till way after. So what, what were your thoughts? You know, I was watching it live with the people because I'm a man of the people. <laughs> and I'm a man who, white who, people who loves interacting with the people. White people. I don't, uh, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't selfishly watch my show after everyone else. And then, <laughs> but, um, no, I mean, first of all, I didn't know why the match was happening because, I mean, I knew why the match was happening, but I was at the same time, it's like, are we still doing this thing? But it, it's the, I would say the stakes of dispute has been escalating as the weeks have been gone by. And we've seen Sammy Guevara, who actually had a pretty deep cut in their actual last match. Um, and now when I saw this spot and Matt Hardy tried to get up and then they decide to kind of like, call off the match they like preemptively called off the match which was the right thing to do but at the end of the day the reason why i think the match went on was because it was a career match (laughs) and if matt hardy lost he could no longer wrestle in aew which i think was the opposite of what they wanted to happen um but they could have used it quite honestly um but so Matt Hardy is kind of like dazed and confused. He's not even able to kind of walk on his own two feet without like stumbling over. You know, That's you know what I say. You know, you know. Oh, you're talking about Matt Hardy after that spot, or not Matt Hardy in general? Because he already has the uh, no. <laughs> he already has the walk, yeah, he, walking like he got something the, in his drawers. The doo doo walk. The doo doo walk. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! But no, he's walking, and then he's not even able to stand. So they call off the match, and I'm like, thank God, and. I was legitimately hurt. But then when I saw that the match was back on again, I was like, what the hell is going on here? Um, and no business in 2020 should this match be going on and should be. And, and it was just part of kind of a bad night overall. I think the overall AEW show, um, if I had to pick a, you know, rank their pay-per-views, I would say this is probably like the least exciting. Um, but this match. It went for four hours. It went place, for four hours. <laughs> it went for a long time. And. They had a select amount of group of people there, and apparently it was very humid. This is what they're saying. I don't know where to believe it. <laughs> people don't believe it. If you ask that guy, Greg, he was like, the show is shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but they're going to blame it on the humidity of why people weren't actually into the show. Um, oh, but, you don't, you don't want to yeah, see Chris Jericho was... fall in some orange juice? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> No, but Matt Hardy, uh, yeah, that was a scary spot. And then they try, well, you can, you can yes. touch on the follow up because ultimately we're trying to get to the point of like what's actually going on here. Yeah. And, and again, it's, it's more dissonance between, you know, companies and journalists. Uh, Tony Khan said that, uh, the doctor there on, on, on call had, had actually cleared Matt within the, five minutes that he fell out in the in the couple minutes no it wasn't five minutes it was like two minutes <laughs> within the two minutes that he, he fell passed out. all concussion protocol and um within that two minutes meanwhile rebby hardy is still on twitter saying no you actually didn't he's still in the hospital he's not okay and tony khan is you know saying well good news everyone the concussion is false it didn't happen he's not he's not concussed uh, he'll be on Dynamite on Wednesday. Meanwhile, Rebby Hardy is saying, no, absolutely not. He had a concussion. Why are you lying? Uh, there were people who asked about it during their post-media scrum after the show. Tony Khan danced around it like Gregory Hines. I swear. I listened to that part and I said, this dude does not know what's going on right now. And uh, there was one journalist in particular. And, you know, this is this is to Tony's defense here in AEW's defense. I believe it was J.E. Snowden. 
said that AEW was actively booting people from the chat if they had questions about Matt's concussion. I was this was brought to my attention the next day, and I said, "Wow, that's kind of crazy." And the homie Sean Sapp hit me up and said, "That is objectively not true. Like they have never WWE AEW has never kicked anyone out, including me." you know, for questions that they might deem, you know, that they, you know, they just won't answer it. And, and, you know, that's what I'm thinking. They just won't answer it. Um, but again, it's, it becomes the controversy of the week. And this is, this is a real controversy here. Like the TikTok stuff, whatever, this is real. This is a man's life in danger. I don't want to trivialize that by saying AEW is trivializing it more than, than, than they already are, but there's a bunch of lying here and it just like, it just lie on top of lie. And, you know, we're here to talk about, you know, Matt's concussion, but you know, the larger extent of it is this journalism is is just terrible here. Like Dave Meltzer, or even on his show, Brian Alvarez, who I just, you know, had words about last week, actually made a good point. He was saying, you know, like this is this is unacceptable. And Dave Meltzer's like, oh, I don't know. It's like where where do we draw the line here <laughs> between just being partisan to every company and 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 saying and calling a spade a spade for both, right? Like where where do we draw a line here? Yeah, I mean, and funny you say Dave Meltzer because Rusev had some words on Dave Meltzer for the actual report that you <laughs> the falsely accused report that Lana was um, Lana was kind of the uh, the stick that broke the camel's back, um, the straw that broke the camel's back concerning all of that whole like you know TikTok you know we're taking back our names all this other stuff like that. So it's funny you actually say that, but yeah, I mean. Where do we kind of draw the line and and where do we get actual if we can't actually get it from the company? Because, I mean, all right, so maybe he didn't have a concussion, but there's no way you're determining that within two minutes and allowing him to have the match. That was something that was completely, completely irresponsible from a company standpoint. And damn be it all, um, the actual like, oh, we're doing an actual match and we have an actual stipulations and all this other stuff to follow up. Throw the match out. No contest. Rematch whenever the man is healthy. Mm-hmm. He just the, the the spot itself was wild because I don't think WWE would ever do that. I don't think WWE would ever place a tape. And this isn't a WWE versus AEW thing, but it's just more so from a stand of like professional type of we've been doing this for years. We kind of understand what's going on. And that's why it boggles my mind of like Matt Hardy taking that spot because it's like he's been doing this for years. I don't think at any point WWE just decides let's put a bare table over super hard concrete yeah. and throw someone off of it through it. Um, we have all these contrived spots where people fall through construction paper and like paper mache and like mattresses and gym mats and all this other stuff like that. But there's no way that they put their you know performers in trouble like this of that high, taking that fall and hitting with that hard of a thud. By the way, why did you spear? And- why did Sammy spear him off anyway? That was just weird. Wrestling, wrestling? <laughs> it's just weird. It's just, it just is what it is. But at the same time, it's like, it was, I, I don't believe that he wasn't concussed just basically. May, all right. You know what? Let me not say that. He could have not been concussed. It, it would have been, a, it's a miracle that he wasn't concussed based on the news that Tony Khan kind of gave. But obviously he was super hurt. He spent the night in the hospital after the fact. He could barely walk after the fact. I think he was kind of running on fumes after the fact. Do I think he was concussed? Yes, I do think he was concussed. As someone who has seen concussions up close, I do think he was concussed. 
Um, it's crazy, but it, it, it's I, I it, feel it's crazy. For him. I feel for him. He's had a really a really shitty year. Let's just be clear. Like, I mean, from his WWE run all the way to AEW, that that uh, the, his first appearance. <laughs> are you calling a WWE? Are you calling AEW part of the shitty run of his career? Oh yeah, is that what you're saying? Yeah, I I think honestly, I'm getting. <laughs> I I think oh well, I mean the concussion. I mean just just terrible, but I mean. The the Sammy G thing where he got hit in the in the head with a chair and I think he I think he was concussed there too I saw that spot as well I mean right down to like Randy Orton you know CTEing him out of WWE like it's just been a really really crappy year for for Matt Hardy man I I, I can't lie about it I mean I think it's it's time that his role changes but he's gonna continue going until he feels like he can't go and he feels like he's still a star in the making and all this other stuff like that so by all means i just say do it safely i don't think they'll ever do this spot again because they got a super amount of backlash and we know how much they hate actual internet backlash um, I th- don't you think it's funny that we never hear like like we hear this tiktok thing right why, why don't right. we hear like reports from Meltzer about AEW or anyone else about the backstage AEW? like I get a bunch of fightful selects on like Impact and uh, on on TN or, or not TN on WWE or NXT. We never hear anything about AEW. They, am I supposed to believe that this is like the most? You know, they never have any problems. They're always cool with each other. Like, am, am I supposed to believe that they, there's no issues backstage there? They book via text, so unless you have text conversations, then I think you can't uh, you can't be privy to. Maybe there's a Slack group or something along those lines where all the drama unfolds. But I think generally, people enjoy the people who are there. They seem like they there hasn't been any sort of problems as of yet. Um, there's no problems. There's no impact like problems of like, are we getting paid? That's there, there's dumb. there's been there's, there's no, been. Uh, I would say the mask slips sometimes, especially when it comes to like yeah, yeah, of course. When it comes to like Brandy, the Kylie Ray thing, yeah, the Kylie Ray thing, Brandy. I just think it's very interesting. In their first year, we have heard nothing, but we see. I, I think to me, the actions and the booking speak louder than words. I'll say that mm. they speak louder than words. Well, yes, it, it speaks loud because it. All right, never mind. <laughs> never mind. I was going to say it stinks out loud. Wow. Okay. Um, uh, we are going to take a quick break. And after we come back, we're going to talk about a huge episode of SmackDown and a so-so episode of Raw. On the A-Show, we'll be right back. Now, now, I know what you're thinking. You're like, Mills, did you legitimately just segue from a podcast featuring yourself to here doing an on-air promo about another podcast that you're doing? Yes, because... I just have so many podcasts, but I'm here to let you guys know that you guys need to follow the lookout RNC on Twitter because next week is going to be a big week. It is my hero academia week on the lookout. That means we are going to have a week straight of podcasts. That means every day next week you will hear myself and Jeff talking about an episode of my hero academia from season three we're going over one for all versus all might we're going over deku versus bakugo we're going over everything listen if you're an anime fan if you're a my hero academia fan you're going to want to stay tuned also we have a big episode of the big eyes podcast that is our podcast on manga s that means if you read manga you're going to want to tune in next week monday because we have a big guest from viz media you're going to want to tune in because you can get some behind the scenes stuff and we're going to be doing plenty of stuff on social media we might do a giveaway just depends who knows 
but you're going to want to definitely follow the lookout rnc on twitter and stay tuned stay ready and b plus ultra back to the show and we are back obviously we're here uh to talk smackdown this week which honestly to me smackdown it's blowing raw out the water and (laughs) all it takes is one guy which is amazing and everything is just kind of all right so you know what i'm not gonna say smackdown's amazing i would say the big parts of smackdown hit the parts that aren't big are hit or miss you know what i'm saying yeah um you're not gonna catch me talking about this heavy machinery ms morrison thing because i don't think that feud is worth anything worth of a damn um it's been happening for so long it's been going on for so long we have no idea what's actually going on whatever um Sami Zayn's still trying to figure out who the real Intercontinental Champion is. Not fully sure where that's going as of yet. If it's going to Clash of Champions, I'm super excited. It's looking like a triple threat in my opinion. But let's talk about how SmackDown started. It started with the big dog. It started with Paul Heyman. It started with the full explanation. And how did you feel about the explanation that they kind of gave of why this alliance is together? Man, I know a lot of people was like thinking about it was going to be like a the fans don't deserve explanation type thing. But Paul Heyman did what he had to do. I think he was rejuvenated not having to give the same Brock Lesnar uh, promo over and over again. Wouldn't you say? I mean, I would. It kind of still is. All right. So here's the thing. The bare bones of it. It still is. If you watch it with the sound off, it looks exactly like a Brock Lesnar promo. Except that Roman's a better talker. Yeah, is that he can hand he can pass the mic off to Roman from time to time and they can eventually have a conversation back and forth. But when you look at it without the sound off, which I actually am right now, it looks Roman Reigns is the same steely death stare into the camera. Paul Heyman is behind him, hiding behind the Universal Championship. But they're ultimately talking about why their alliance came to fruition. And it's I mean, it's a fair reason. I think we we're seeing the fully fledged okay, this is the heel explanation and Roman Reigns is official heel and here's how we're going from there. Yeah. But they've kind of conditioned us in this kind of... I think they've conditioned fans in a way where we're not completely sure if they're actually heel. So now we're following up with this actual storyline for Clash of Champions, if it actually happens. I'm still like, I'll believe it when I see it. But I think we're following up with this storyline, which ended, which actually ended SmackDown, to really solidify the fact that Roman Reigns is a cold cut, bad motherfucking heel. Yeah, I, um, one one thing, some things I did enjoy. I like that he's going tribal with this. He says that this is his island. Uh, he is the tribal leader. Um, you know, like I, I like the I like the the switches and the in the messaging for, from Heyman here. I thought Roman mm-hmm. did a great job. I love the mention of pa- Paul again, kind of blurring reality with uh, with kayfabe here being cast aside and talking about the people they cast Roman aside when he said that he wouldn't he wouldn't be back, um, you know, due to the COVID nineteen pandemic. And they they don't say it outright, but they kind of hint at the fact that you know this is this is why he is what he is. And I thought what was more interesting than that meals was the fact that Roman called. Heyman, not the other way around. So I think that's what makes the the actual storyline a lot more interesting. Uh, and I think even you know as we go into the storyline here, uh, is it J- it's Jay right? It's Jay right? Yeah, 
It's Jay. Yeah, Jay, Jay saying, you know, after everything he's put you through with Brock, you're going to call him because that's a deeper issue or a deeper explanation that we don't have yet as to why Roman called uh, Paul Heyman. And uh, that lead that led us into, you know, our, our big storyline of the night. So the big storyline of the night was, well, actually, that split off in a couple of different storylines. But nonetheless, they have to crown a number one contender for the Universal Championship who will face Roman Reigns at Clash of Champions. And on one half, I'm super excited because it's neither The Fiend nor The Strowman, um, which is amazing, even though I do think The Fiend eventually... He's gonna be figures back. his way into. He's. I figure. I, I think he's gonna figure his way into plans. It's. It's. It's all part of my. I'll believe it when I see it thing. Um. I believe they had initially fatal four way was Big E, who was the crowd favorite, who was the. If you ask everyone on the internet, who will be facing Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship at WrestleMania, um, who will be winning the Royal Rumble, who will be winning a lot of things, <laughs> who will be winning everything <laughs> by next year. Yeah. <laughs> Who's just good. Um, you know, all we want to say is people curb your expectations. That's all we want to say. We, we wish no ill will towards Biggie. We just say, listen, curb it because it's going to result in a lot of backlash if things didn't happen. And are, are you, you know. seeing it too? Are you seeing it too? Like, I, I, no, I, no, I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I'm, I'm seeing the, the fact that, like, okay, Biggie was taken out during the show by Seamus. That is the program. That is going to be the right. program for the foreseeable future, and he is he is firmly slotted here, and that's okay. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. It's 100% fine. Um, I think Biggie, in terms of just a bigger Biggie conversation, I think you will get there if everything kind of lines up the way it's supposed to line up. I don't think we will push him there i would rather him organically get there himself i mean of course with the support of fans but i don't want it to be a fact that we're pushing like oh my god big e needs to be here because that's what ends up resulting in a lot of disappointment and a lot of different other negative feelings with fans when they feel that people are entitled to actual shots that they they just haven't it just hasn't been seen of yet. They haven't had the actual proving moment as of yet. So that's where it goes. But it was Big E versus Sheamus, who was in the match. As we talked about, Sheamus took out Big E in the show. Actually, a very brutal <laughs> way to take him out. I thought that was sick. Um, um, versus Matt Riddle versus Baron Corbin. Fatal four-way match. Big E is taken out halfway through the night. Postman Pierce is like, we have to find a replacement somehow. Uh... And then Paul Heyman goes over, he grabs, you know, Adam Pierce and he talks to him and somehow manages to talk Jay Uso. Jay Uso, who's rarely seen on the show. <laughs> Jay Uso, who is one half of an Uso. Um, he manages to talk him into putting Jay Uso into the fatal four way match. What were your initial did you watch SmackDown like all the way through or did you YouTube it? I watched it all the way through. What did what was your initial thoughts when you heard that Jay Uso was in this match? Uh, I said, "Uh oh." <laughs> I said, I, "I I think we I I don't know what happened with people who were watching in the moment, but I think everyone should have had the same reaction as to what they were going to do next and how they were going to pull the trigger on that." 
I'm still okay. So we get to the Fatal Four Way match at the end of the night. Jay Uso, who is by God the least person before at the start of the night, there was no way you thought Jay Uso was actually going to win this actual thing. Nonetheless, by the end of the night, he is the number one contender for the Universal Championship and will face Roman Reigns, his own cousin, for the Universal Championship at Clash of Champions. I'm still in the line of I believe it when I see it. I'm so still, you, and it's weird. There, there are a lot of ways they could go here. They could. I, I could they, see him not making it to Clash mm-hmm. of Champions. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's one thought that I have because I still think the fact that Bray Wyatt is still on the show is yes. still something that's lurking. Um, another part of me says that this match will happen, and this match's sole purpose is to establish Roman Reigns as a heel. And in the heel in the worst way possible, by him absolutely turning on his family, his bloodline, the people that actually got him to the place and saying, like, I have to do what I have to do for me at the end of the day and nobody else. Um, th- that's kind of all that I think. Yeah, I, I completely agree. The Fiend is not out, there, out of the rearview mirror yet for Roman. I think they have to establish this turn for him first. Um, I, I think we're going to, we're going to see Fiend, Roman, and Hell in a Cell next month. I, I'm, I'm mm. firmly in that, or not next month, but in November, I'm firmly in that, in that, uh, in that camp that I think that that's what we're going to get, which I'm, I'm fine with as long as they don't do the Seth Rollins thing. But again, you don't want to keep Roman against weird, you know, weird characters for too long. Cause I think that that will delegitimize him too, because you don't want right. to have him scared of people like you don't want it like Seth was such a legit baby face until they had him crying like a little bitch last year at the fiend that it ruined him until he turned heel. It took a long time for him to get out of that rut. So um, I'm, I'm more on the, on the latter side. This is, this is the, the coronation of Roman as, as a true heel. I look forward to seeing it. I don't, I want to get away from, and we're going to talk about this on raw too. There's, there's a conversation that, you know, Riddle was buried or, or Riddle looks stupid for taking the pen on, on, on Friday. And I don't really agree with that. I think that it was, it was literally like Jay taking the, taking the win, which Riddle would have won. Like someone had to get pinned there. And that was the most baby face mm-hmm. way for Jay to win that match was for him to, to steal right. it by doing his finisher and not dragging Matt off of him. So I, I, I don't agree with that, that, uh, that sentiment. I thought Matt looked great in the match too. I thought, I mean, I, at the end of the day, this match was for one purpose only, and that yeah. was to serve this. So the fact that they were all in the four in the main event was to kind of service this Matt Riddle versus Baron Corbin thing, which is still kind of going on. I yep. think that was just to service that and manage to kill a lot of birds with one stone, feature a lot of people on the show, um, without yeah, some, actually retreading this same thing over and over and over again. Yeah, some, someone had um, to get pinned. <laughs> Somebody had to get pinned, yeah. essentially. Yeah, 100%. Um, let's talk about the, probably the biggest thing that happened on the show, which was finally, I mean, this is after, I want to say two years, 18 months, however long were you thinking about this? Um, the split of Bailey and Sasha. We have been talking, turned on talking about the split. We've been talking about the split since I still worked at all deaf digital in 2017. We've been talking about the split since they were in front of blockers throwing each other around. That was like that was then. Sean Hunter. That, that was then. That was then. <laughs> like that, that we've been talking about it since then. I was working in downtown LA. I, I, it has been a very long time since we have been I waiting. I think for Bailey this. did at one point hit Sasha. <laughs> yes. At some point. She she says you ain't shit. I think she said you ain't shit or something like that to, to Sasha. Right. No, you're 100%. Yeah. <laughs> um 
I get. I mean, you know, if not not for nothing, if y'all wanted a slow burn, y'all got it <laughs> with these two. This is a completely the slow burn. Burns, man. Um, <laughs> Bailey, I thought with one of the most vicious turns. Um, she didn't even need to hit her with a chair a hundred times on the back. Uh, with one of the vi- most vicious turns we've seen, she she hurt her knee, uh, put her head between uh, a chair and did the WWE 2K thing where she jumped up the top. I know Mark was was oh, was, was popping at that. <laughs> He was popping at that one. Um, you know, just just a really great turn. Obviously, this came after they lost another really good match between Shayna and Nia. I, th- I think Nia has been really shocking me with her performances lately. <laughs> well, you only get to see half of her in the match. She's not, yeah, it's, it's not just, like she's in the full match. <laughs> Shayna does carry the matches. Again, Shayna, again, you know, doing doing her doing the Lord's work and, and working really well with Bailey and Sasha. Um, mm-hmm. I, I do have some concerns. I'm concerned about where Bailey goes next. I, okay, let, let's be clear. Sasha's not coming back this week. That's just not going to happen. No, right? She's not coming back no. this week. She's been she's been discharged just discharged from the local medical facility. Okay, she will not be back this week. No. Okay, so we don't see. We're not going to see Sasha this week. If the, okay, what what's the what is the realistic timetable here? Because Bailey has no one else on that roster to face. This is pre-draft. So you have Naomi, which is a big possibility. You know, people don't need to be upset if Naomi doesn't win the title. Let's just be clear. Naomi's probably mm-hmm. not going to win the title between now and then. I think they mm-hmm. want to take this to WrestleMania. Am, am I, would, would I be wrong here? Or do you think they're going to blow this off of TLC? I think they, I think this goes before WrestleMania. Okay. I think this is some, I think this is blown off sometime in the fall. Or, or in the, because the thing is, it's like with WrestleMania, there's so many plans and there's so many different factors. Like to hold on to a feud all the way to hold up a women's division all the way <laughs> from September through to April next year would be incredible. And also, I would hate it because you know what? It's kind of like the same thing that they did last year, <laughs> where they held up the division for this feud. And they've held it for how long has Bailey been champion? Almost over a year. Almost over days. a year. Almost over a year. Next month. So, so, so to hold up division for this long, I couldn't see it. I would. I th- if I had to guess, this will be ended in the fall, and we will head to something fresh and new, and sparkly, going into early next year. How do you? Um, it how is, do you... There is there is a possibility. I mean, people have been talking about a draft. There is a possibility of a draft shaking things up, turning things around. Um, but go on. I don't even know how you would even, unless you do a number one contender match this week. It ends up being well, Lacey's a heel again, Naomi again, or or, or a face, or Carmella may return to somebody. You would have to establish another blood feud with Bailey for the next three months. Like you oh would have God. to for for them, and I don't think Sasha Banks is winning the Royal Rumble, the, the women's Royal. I just don't. I I just can't see. It's not that I don't think she can do it. It's just I can't see it. Um, it would be great, but I just can't see it currently at this point. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't see it either. I. I. It. It is very tough on week. On like I. I just don't see like the SmackDown roster is not conducive to another long feud for bailey we are beyond long in the tooth for her uh for her title reign at this point i i think at this same juncture for like ronda rousey she had only had it for what like maybe six seven eight months before mania she 
she had it. Yeah, she she won it at SummerSlam, lost it at Mania. So and, and, that's about like yeah. And in the same point for for Becky Lynch, we were starting to get a. It was starting to get long in the tooth because again, and you know, chalk this up to booking or you know, you know, they're just not utilizing all the women correctly. We have to get Bailey over the line to October to get her into a draft. Have her, like you said, have another long feud. Get her through Survivor. Okay, Survivor Series is a gimme. Sasha doesn't have to show up for that. Survivor Series is yeah. a gimme. That like she can just do Oscar versus. Ugh. No, I don't <laughs> want to see that again. <laughs> we've seen that already. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> Bailey would have to lose it. Huh? We've seen we've seen Oscar versus freaking Sasha too. They have held like I don't know what we got for Survivor Series I, unless they do it. No, it, it'll be a three way because it'll be NXT Women's Champion as well. So we haven't. So it's not going to be one on one. Still, you think they're still doing NXT as part of Survivor yes. Series? Yes, yes, I think that's going to be a yearly thing. I think it's going to be a yearly thing, and so it would be a triple threat. So that that takes the that takes the heat off of it a little bit. If it's EO, uh, Oscar, that'll be a first time, and Bailey, that'll be a first time thing we've ever seen. That I think that that hmm. that kind of that would be a cool match. Okay, so you, then you have TLC. Bailey doesn't have to be on that show. She doesn't have to be on that show. But then if you have Sasha return, she Bailey could be I don't still want to book, I don't want to see this for this long. I don't wanna, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to see this for this long. Okay, let's, well, uh, let's no, shit and no get off the pot. Me. Let's no. let's get No, let's get let's actually like get this feud on and gone <laughs> to be honest with you because it's been going on for a long time and i'm ready to see this like just being taken out of whatever calendar that we've got scheduled oh up. my and god hopefully see some progress <laughs> for the women's division there were um, people who were saying the, there were people who were saying that wwe was rushing this feud and it didn't feel important anymore and, I, and i'm just like this feud has felt too important this whole storyline has felt way too important in 2020 they've got weeks full of they've got months almost years full of content for this view it has been made <laughs> let it happen please yes. let it happen sooner than later um you know what that was the probably the highlights of smackdown it had really it had just really three great kind of grand moments i thought it had a really great opening really great middle and a really great closer um and I can't vouch for any of the stuff in between but we can help it head over to monday night raw which is sorely missing kind of like a uh, a Roman esque type of figure looming over the roster. I think I, th- I I think the show picked up a lot when Drew returned. I think it miss- having Drew off for those two weeks, I think he's such a focal point to that show now. It's it's very big to have him off that show for more than a week. You know, like you need to have mm-hmm. Drew featured in in some capacity, and he did return this week uh, to do the same thing to Randy Orton that Randy did to him uh, nearly a month ago, giving him three claymores and busting up his jaw. Pause. And uh, you had you had it all culminate with another match between Keith Lee and Randy Orton, where Drew once again interrupted the match and caused Keith Lee to lose. So the only time Keith Lee has ever lost is by DQ, and that is only because. Uh, Randy or, or Drew McIntyre has uh, interrupted the match. Uh, we do have Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton. They keep saying if. I don't know why they keep doing that. Uh, but what, what did you feel about uh, Keith Lee? The, I don't know if you saw his promo on Raw Talk after the fact where he called out Drew and said, hey, you need to chill. But what do you feel about uh, the Keith Lee thing? Because a lot of people are saying Keith Lee has been de-emphasized. Uh, he, he's not important anymore. He and just, just got here. I, <laughs> 
he just got here. Why are we de-emphasize? He's been here for three weeks, maybe like two in a couple days. He just got here. He's not de-emphasized. I, I He's don't legitimately get it. been stuck on this TV esque program. I understand it. I think it's a holding pattern. I think it's something to make him feel important. But I do think ultimately it will lead to something bigger for him if that ends up being something before Survivor Series and he becomes WWE champion. That's fantastic. Um, I think it's probably too soon for Vince McMahon to like actually like I don't know what this guy's fully about yet. I'm not throwing my belt on him. Um, that's just my opinion. Um, but I, I do think it's a holding pattern. And I do think we'll he's going to shake out of this feud eventually. Yeah, I I I've been saying it since the beginning that this is the three way feud here, and they got to get past Clash of Champions, and Drew got to got to lose that title. I think that's the next the next shoe to drop here for Keith Lee to say I've beaten Randy Orton before. I pinned him before I can beat him again. Uh, if Drew is not Drew's, there, I don't think Drew's winning, losing this title before Survivor Series. That's just my, just my pick. I don't think he's losing it before Survivor Series. Well, you got a month. You got a whole month uh, in October where there's no pay per view. So there's gonna be a. Do you know WWE loves their super shows? So there's gonna be a big. Oh yeah, Smackville. Yeah, there, there's gonna be a big. Uh, there's gonna be a big like NXT's Super Tuesday next week on Raw looks to be another one of their big title match shows. There, I could see a. No, oh, I could yeah. see a. I could see a WWE because, championship um, match because Monday Night Football returns. Yes, and and, and I could see them trying to 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 hammer home. Something with either a big title change or a big title match. So I could definitely say, I, I, I wouldn't say never there, but I will say Keith Lee, he's fine. He's going to be fine. He didn't get pinned, but the Drew McIntyre thing is interesting. Uh, another big thing in, the, in a week of turns, Cedric Alexander said, you know what? I'm tired of this shit. And then join the Hurt Business. Finally, we got some movement on the storyline. Uh, Cedric turned his back on Ricochet and Apollo Crews, who, again, when you look at the actual dynamic of these teams, uh, Cedric and Ricochet seem to be the most interesting people here and not Apollo Crews, which is kind of interesting. But, um, you know, they had a, a four-way or eight-man tag tag match uh, with the Viking Raiders, Apollo Crews, and Ricochet versus the Hurt Business, which I thought was really cool until ugh, tragedy struck. But uh, before we talk about that, how do you feel about the turn and the Cedric Alexander pairing with the Hurt Business meals? I thought it was probably, it felt like something that was very delayed, <laughs> like something that was meant to happen already. And maybe it was before Apollo Crews kind of got knocked out for that month and various things, but it felt like something that was going to happen already. I didn't appreciate how they didn't really give um, Cedric Alexander much lines. Like he didn't really have, he just smiled and like changed his pants. Um, which was weirdly enough ready for a complete heel turn. So that I'm suspicious enough there. I don't know if MVP Ricochet's been bottom. riding MVP, with him, but MVP bottom, MVP bottom pool. From who? Mikazi? Come on. <laughs> like <laughs> how the hell were the pants ready? Nonetheless, um, I thought it was great. It's it's something that Ricochet and Cedric Alexander can hopefully bite their teeth in. I'm praying, I said this on Twitter, I'm praying this feud does not blow off on main event. Cause Sometimes they just do these things. Mustafa Ali's currently in main event purgatory. I'm sure he'll be released one day. It's kind of like you ever seen that? You remember the the Power Rangers thing, the Green Ranger sort of five parter mm-hmm. where they trapped Jason in that room and he had to like face like Goldar and and and, and the Green Ranger. That was weird. That was weird. Ali is. Like who who wanted to stay in a dark room and fight Goldar every all, all day? <laughs> That is currently where Mustafa Ali is. But you know what? The turn is fine. Things are moving. Things are happening. I'd like to see 
if Cedric Alexander is being part of this turn, I would like him to see to experience a bit more prominence with this turn. That's right. what I would like to see. I don't I don't want him just to be the guy, the new Shelton who gets like beat up on the way there. Like let's experience some prominence, but you know, the the hurt business is it's definitely filling out and I like the what I see thus far. I'll I'll I'll, I'll give him that. Um we we also had uh we also had a weird handicap match hybrid with uh Shayna and Nia versus the Riot Squad, which saw uh which which saw Shayna get pinned by Liv Morgan, which I guffawed at very loudly. But um, <laughs> they're, they're, I'm guessing this is the Clash of Champions matchup. Uh, I I didn't see I didn't have many problems with it. I I I do think they're doing a lot more than the usual odd couple pairings with Shayna and Nia. Um, I mean, I mean, we're all waiting for them to, to uh, break up, but I, I honestly just, I don't think they're going to break up. Like, I don't, I don't think they're going to, or, or at least have a, like a, like a full on match. Um, they've broken up way too many tag teams currently at this point, uh, especially in the last eight days. However, I don't think, I don't think Nia and Shayna will break up. I just think the women's tag team championships is like we kind of put them on people and kind of like figure out everything all after the fact. <laughs> <laughs> we kind of like, okay, we'll put together a team and then we'll have them challenge for the belts. Like the, the, these titles don't go hopping around very quickly because there's not a lot of plans for them. And especially with the iconics currently being broken up, which was very awkward on Monday night raw. Oh, was let's it, talk about it. Let, like, let, let's talk about it. Um, you felt like it was an audition. <laughs> when I saw that Peyton was facing Billy, I said, "Oh, y'all are wildin." I said, "I said they already create, they already on some shit when they're together. Somebody's gonna get hurt." But it ended up being a pretty good match. I, I think that they they uh, they they did a, a pretty good job in the like what was it three or four minutes that they had allotted. I think that burying Billy into the ground, there's a better way to do this than just burying her into the ground to show that you like Peyton a lot. Like they get Peyton. I've never. <laughs> I have never like witness like nervous and awkwardness as i saw both of them walking into a match facing each other and having to develop first of all having new music whatever music having Payne royce did whatever team rocket stance that she did at the top of the ramp uh <laughs> and billy did billy the same one she used to billy k is just she just gonna have to she gonna have to try to swim she just gonna the, the water's running it's it's not in the same she's not going to have the same experience as Peyton Royce if the rumors are true that Vince does, you know, approve of Peyton Royce more. She's just going to have to learn how to swim. I figure she'll be in another tag team by the end of the year. Don't and and she may be on main event within the next 2 weeks. Who knows. Um but she's just going to learn have to learn how to swim. But I just felt it was so awkward. I felt bad for them. They were told 3 hours before it happened last week that they were breaking up. <laughs> they were? They yeah, they had already taken promotional photos earlier in that day. And then three hours before the show, they were told that they were breaking up. Who's Who said this? This was on, I think it was on Billy Kay's Instagram. Oh, my God. Yeah, Billy Kay, she posted a picture because they were doing this whole, like, uh, iconic type of thing. It says this was <laughs> this was taken last Monday when the Iconics were together. Oh, maybe I didn't see it on this. I definitely heard the three hours before three hours. This was not a uh, this was not a like oh we're doing this on a week to week thing. This was like okay now you're splitting up. 
Well, 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 I, I, I think we could all agree that we, we was tired. <laughs> we was tired of them. Like I, I was tired of them. Something needed to I happen. Be tired of them apart, man. Like, yeah, <laughs> I, I, this I, thing I, going on. Maybe, well, when they team up again, it'll, it'll it'll be cool in a year. They'll be back. But um, the match was fine. I again, wait and see. Wait and see. We've seen a lot of weird shit this year. They they're trying anything. This is like the best time to try whatever the fuck you want to try. Like it's a pandemic. Nobody's there. Nobody's there to boo them, <laughs> or, or or cheer it or shit on it. Like they they like all of it's in an echo chamber of Twitter. Like no nobody really cares about fucking social media. So just try whatever. Um, right. Alistair Black, Kevin Owens, a three segment Raw Underground match. I wonder what were they doing between commercials. When they were fighting, did they just did they restart Black was them? getting his ass beat. That's what he was doing through commercials. He was getting his ass beat. <laughs> KO had them big boy hands, all that karate shit. They didn't they didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> My man looked like you ever see one of them like nerds who learn karate or jujitsu or something? And it was like, wait, wait, wait. Now nah, you gotta stand this way so I can like lock it in. And KO is just like, I'm beating your ass. KO like a parking lot fighter. The way he was just like, he stuck to a plan, which was take down the legs, because if he has a leg up, he's going to kick me in the face. Yeah. Um. So his plan was take him by the legs and start punching me in the face as hard as you can. And it ended, <laughs> it didn't even, it, en- it didn't end via knockout, it didn't, it didn't, it didn't end, end via submission. It ended via Dabo, <laughs> was it Dabocado? <laughs> I was like, that's certainly a way to keep them both strong, but completely elevate some no. rando. <laughs> like, I was like, I was so like, is he going to get a match next week? And I'm like, I hope KO or Alistair get to beat his ass because this is ridiculous. KO on, I saw this part of Raw Talk because they definitely had a clip on the internet. He seemed very mad at this point. Like, Mad and it and I hope they incorporate into his character. But he seemed very mad because it was like, "Yo, I hate that all these new people." He was like, "I I was a bad guy and I legitimately felt bad about being a bad guy. I feel bad about the things that I got and I'm trying to make up for it." But you got people like A. Cameron Razor, who oh, you completely forgot who were released over the weekend. Oh yeah, they did get um, released. <laughs> Swim good. You, you Swim deserve good, more. You deserve. Yeah, you deserve more than maybe j- this little mid shout out and via Kevin Owens promo. But he got beat up by Seth. He got beat up by Akeelman Razor. He gets beat up by Humberto. He gets beat up by Alistair. And he's just like, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of people trying to make names off of me. I need to go do some things so hopefully it leads to a much more he starts power bombing people on the apron again quite honestly um well maybe he has to see a, that he has to cut into that edge to to be alistair because I, I mean obviously we're not going to have that match um at clash of champions but we have the, uh, hopefully i i'm just confused as to why they even did the raw underground thing with these two in general like i'm not opposed to um having stars be on the sh- on, on raw underground i think it's a, it's a really great vehicle to have them there and instead of doing a regular match but I would have rather a regular match here and instead of whatever this was. It was three segments, and I was like, okay, you keep cutting away from it. I, re- I re- actually want to see this progress. I think Alistair as a heel is pretty interesting. So uh, it was, it was kind of weird. But, yeah, that's something that definitely that definitely happened. Yeah, yeah. Um, we also had Asuka, Mickey James. I mean, really quickly, Mickey, Mickey and Asuka have a title match next week. I think it's not going to, I think it's going to end in some, some chicanery with, uh, Lana and Natty. I agree. I agree. That's yeah, what I think it's going to end too. Probably triple threat rules at, uh, 
at uh, Clash of Champions. I'm not mad at Asuka having a cooldown feud. She has been working very hard. So I, I know a lot of people are like, whoa, Asuka. I'm like, bro, you ain't worked harder than her in the last six months. Like, she can, she can have this feud. Like, she needs a feud against someone we know she's going to actually win against and not do any type of Sasha Bailey fuckery. And I'm completely fine with, with this feud. I didn't have a problem with it. She'll ramp up later on in the year. I'm cool with it. I'm, I agree. I agree. Oh, wow. My computer's dying. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> let's, let's get through let's right Mysterio. Let's get to the Mysterio family beating the hell out of Buddy Murphy as the credits rolled on Raw like it was The Simpsons. <laughs> Oh my God! So Seth Rollins not on the show. The show sorely missed Seth Rollins, but yes, Buddy Murphy was getting into his bag on the show. He was like, "It is Murphy time. Murphy's <laughs> law. It, it it is my solo. I am Michelle Williams. Here is my album first. Um, Dominic and and Murphy. I thought it was a great match. Street fight. It had a good feel to it. Um, the family part." I, I didn't anticipate them being actually ringside for the match, especially with his mother cringing every time her son took a hit. <laughs> I felt bad for her. Um, I felt bad for her, but nonetheless, it was a it 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 ended raw. You had a good feeling about it, like you. It, it was one of those ends to raw. It's kind of like a um, I want to say maybe an attitude era ending. It kind of felt like it. I don't know. It just felt like family overcomes at the end of the day even though you know seth rollins is still like looming in the background it's it's a but, rare positive ending for the show uh in general I mean, it's positive he's again for <laughs> man getting beat up by a whole family um, <laughs> it was just enjoyable I, you you want to see them get their comeuppance i think seth's not far behind as far as getting his comeuppance uh let's 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 end this storyline please y'all Let, let's let's we're, we're winding away like we're we're starting to see this a little bit too often. You know what I'm saying? Like I I yeah. want to see them wrap this up. I I want Seth to move on well, to someone else. Yeah, there's like seven feuds that are currently still locked up in whatever they're locked up on. The only new um, feud is KO and Alistair. That's the only new feud we have seen on the yeah. show. <laughs> yeah, it really is, and whatever Roman Reigns is doing. But um, no, it, it it was a good feeling. Angie Mysterio, who clearly looked like she did not want to hurt this young man named Buddy Murphy. <laughs> having to wield a kendo stick and beat him down to end off raw and it was just great it was a great family moment if i was a family this is how i would want to end my summer vacation it was very oh simpsons-esque God. as you would say <laughs> all right real quick uh retribution had a promo uh <laughs> during the show it's clearly it, it is clearly dijack it is clearly someone else. Mia Yim. Mia Yim. It's clearly me. It's killing me. Let's 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 wrap this up, folks. Let let's just get to the point here. I think this rules out undisputed air on Raw. Also, to me, it might. Yeah, I think it this might. Rules I, well, if they if they call up those five guys and then they call up undisputed arrows. NXT, man, they better move to Tuesdays. <laughs> 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 they ain't got nothing going on after that. Yeah, here's hoping that Karrion Cross can come back from his injury sooner than later, if that's the case. Uh, but this is the case for the A-Show. We are at the end. Thank you all for listening to the show this week. Uh, please, please, please subscribe and rate the show and let us know what you want to hear and what you want to uh, see from the show. Uh, next week will it should probably be a slow week, I hope, unless Vince McMahon takes away Instagram privileges or something. But 
as always, you can catch uh, the War Report at the end of the week on Friday with Cyrus and an unnamed special guest. Last week, he had a pretty cool special guest. I, I, I dug him a lot. Uh, and we also have the Rewriters Room, the HBK episode, which uh, premiered last week. Uh, in preparation for next week, you should definitely listen to that as well. Uh, follow me at OG Johnny Five and Meals at Meals TV M E E L Z TV, and follow us at RNC Radio Live on Twitter. Uh, and yeah, that that is it for wrestling. Uh, please wash your hands and please wear a damn mask. And until next week, thank you all. Peace. <laughs>